listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network, featuring Pod of Thrones, Hoopla, Top Shelf Bangers Radio, and the Shiznit. Ask yourself one question. Ask yourself one question. What is Hoopla? This is Nacho Daddy's basketball talk show. I don't think anybody is going to agree with, with you. I've been wrong in the past. Not, not a lot, but y'all can just call me Pepto. Um, <laughs> this is Nacho Daddy's basketball talk show. Y'all are stupid. Did you know what that was? Why not letting her speak? That was disrespectful. <laughs> He's wrong. You so wrong, I'd raise my hand. But if you bleed purple and gold, there's some shit wrong with you. You need to know the Nacho. I heard air quotes. I don't so, think anybody is going to agree with First of all, how this is Nacho Daddy's basketball. This is the world famous. Hey, hey, what up, good people? That Hoopla gang is back in the building, uh, which includes Storm back. Welcome back from Vacation Storm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What up, Dino? What up? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Before we get started, uh, Storm and I would like to dedicate this episode to our great uncle, AJ, who uh, just recently uh, passed away a couple of days ago. Um, shout out to you, Unc, and um, we also ask that you keep his wife of uh, more than, what, 45 years in your prayers as well. Um, that's got to be hard to, um, you know, be used to waking up next to someone like that, and then all of a sudden they're not here anymore. So, um, you know, shout out to the family, and, you know, much love to everybody. And as a as a tribute to our uncle, I'm going to go cuss-free today, guys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they say that, you know, family is, uh, you know, when your loved ones go, they, you know, they're looking over you. So right. I wanna, I'm going to pretend like he's here. Because my family doesn't listen to me. Cause I don't cuss in front of my family. Like, right. this is my outlet. Me too. Yeah. Same really? here. Yeah. yeah. I almost didn't tell my mom about the show. Right. For the, for the same reason. Yeah. You know, so. Mm-hmm. But now they, even, even our uncle who, um, our uncle Allen, who we've given shout out to before on the show, he right. told my mom it was weird to hear me cuss. <laughs> right. <laughs> on the show. So it's, you know, I'm, I'm a. It shouldn't be that hard, but, you know, you never know. Right. <laughs> so, what's going on with you, Storm? Um, nothing. Not much. Not much? Not much. Well, what about you, Dino? 
hey man, just trying to survive in this jungle. <laughs> like a jungle sometimes makes you wonder how, how it keeps keep going, going under. How it keeps going <laughs> There was actually literally nothing going on today and this week in the basketball world. Actually, as of yesterday, my outline was blank. <laughs> I, I at one point had to check to see if I was getting my notifications from Bleacher Report. Like, if it had turned <laughs> off. Because even they didn't have anything, you know, really going on. Um, but, you know, we do, as always, we do have an email. And, um, you know, I want to let everybody know this, too, in case you're thinking about it. You know, our our mom emails us every week because she's a supporter of the show. Right. We've never asked her to do this. We, we don't, we don't pay her under the table. I don't. Maybe Storm does. <laughs> we don't ask her to do I, Absolutely. Indeed. Indeed. She's a support. I mean, of course, you know, you have two of the three people on the show are her kids. And right. then at the same time, the separate part of that is she's actually a fan of the show. Right. In addition to, you know, having that family support. So, I just uh, I want to let her know, and you know, on behalf of everybody on the crew, how much we appreciate her taking the time to to do this every week and to let us know. We both end up usually getting calls, I think, right. <laughs> at right. some point during the week. Right. Uh, but she still sends it out to the show, you know, in order for us to know, you know, the amount of love that she's given us. So this week's uh, email uh, is entitled "Moving to the Next Level." Awesome, awesome show last week. The world traveler, Storm, caused an adjustment in the show, and it worked out great and took an already great product to a new level of enjoyment. The brothers Lehman were a great addition. Love their human, professionalism. I'm sorry, their humor. I guess human, they are human. We verified that before they got on the mic. Uh, professionalism, knowledge, and great insight, including basketball. Love how they blended in and became part of the show, like they belong there without having to try. Games were great. Hoopla has to be the premier uh, podcast show that has a game segment. I think it's the best period, but I may be just a bit biased. Just a <laughs> bit. Yeah, just a bit. Very smooth show, guys, except for the wardrobe malfunction by someone that was not supposed to be part of the show. <laughs> great job, sign, and then it has a question mark, and then a happy face. So we already know. So Thanks, Mom. Appreciate you, Mom. <laughs> yes, we do. I wanted to tell a couple of, of uh, really short stories of my of my um, my uncles our, of our uncle AJ because because this was uh, something that oh, you know how it is when when somebody passes away you start to reflect about their life and there was one thing about our uncle that was always um, the best, which was his laugh. Like everybody loved his laugh because he had one of those really high pitched laughs mm -hmm. that, you know, where he was one of those people who cracked himself up, first right. of all. And second, even if what he was saying wasn't really that funny, you laughed at him right. at his reaction to it. Right. So there was, when, when I was a kid, there was, there was two stories that he told every time he saw me, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> one of them was, um, when I was a kid, he was that uncle that always gave everybody money, all the kids money. So um, one time we were over there and um, there was an ice cream truck that came by. And uh, I asked him for money to, to go to the ice cream truck. And he said, okay. And he gave me a quarter. And he said I was about seven or eight years old. And he said that um, I looked at him at that age and said, 
there's not much I could buy with a quarter. <laughs> and he started laughing and he said, you know what? You're probably right. <laughs> so then he gave me more money to go buy, you know, something from the truck. Another story is that we were, when we were over there, he told me that uh, we will play. Um, I would ask him to play hide and seek. And um, he would say, okay, you go hide and I'll, and I'll find you. So I would go somewhere, some corner in the house or behind a chair or something. And he would say, Spirit, where are you? And I would stand up and say, right here. <laughs> <laughs> and again, when he told the story, he always cracked himself up. So you laughed because of his excitement for it. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to really miss the, um, the stories. And the, uh, he actually is the one who inspired my book that I'm writing right now. Um, so the, the beginning of it will be about him and, you know, and about the conversation we had, one of the best conversations. I mean, you know, Storm and I, we don't have any grandparents. Right. Our grandparents, all four of them are gone. So he was, you know, like the closest to a grandfather that we had left. So, you know, he will be missed. And I don't want to, although I'm dedicating the show to him, I don't want to bring the show down. Um, um, but because there's not a lot of basketball, I figured, you know, I could throw in a couple of the stories um, to kind of, you know, kind of remember the memory. Now... As far as the basketball is concerned, there, ba- basketball, basketball, yeah. <laughs> there, like I said, there wasn't a lot, um, but there were things that you know were kind of brought up that I wanted to get my co-host opinion on. Um, the crew, uh, the the opinion is that, and this is kind of going along with the conversation we had last week with Jonathan, when Jonathan was here. That uh, D Rose needs to focus on the Bulls and not the USA, the US team. What do you guys think about? I mean, you know, I'm digging for subjects here, so (laughs) so work with me on this one. What what do you guys think about that? Given the fact that he's been so injured so often recently, yeah, I think it's pretty risky, but I think that he's using that as like tune-up. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? To get ready for the so that he won't have to go through that during the NBA mm-hmm. season, that as soon as uh, game one starts, he's good to go. He's right. already tuned up, warmed up, got all the kinks and all the rust and everything out of his game, and he's just like at 100 or as, as close to 100 as he can be. Mm-hmm. I think that's his mentality. So I kind of understand that, but him being, you know, so you know injury prone, it's a big risk, you know. But, I mean, you know, if you're going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. You know what I mean? If he's going to get hurt during USA basketball, that just means he would have gotten hurt, uh, you know, like the second month of the NBA season or something. Oh, that's interesting. So do you think the same thing about Paul George? That let's say he wasn't, he wasn't playing USA basketball this year. Do you think that that means that this season he would have eventually broken his leg anyway or gotten injured, major, a major injury? No, I don't, I don't, I'm not like into fate like that, but I mean, I just mean it for Derrick Rose just because, uh, certain players who are quote unquote injury prone, um, whatever it is about them, it just seems like once they get hit a certain number of games, something's going to break down. You know what I mean? So for players like that, I feel like, you know, if, if that's going to happen, he's just kind of delaying the inevitable. But I don't think it just applies to everybody. Like if, you know, oh, well, since Paul George broke his leg, that meant he was destined to break his leg regardless. I don't necessarily believe that. I don't, I don't, I think it was just a matter of circumstances and, you know, and, and, uh, and, uh, 
bad luck it just you know happened to uh befall pg i got you yeah um, i think, think i think the the reality of it is like i get the part about i mean that makes sense you know you want to be ready to go you don't want to have to take those you know even even the preseason games to kind of get you know warmed up but i think the reality of it is is that you know the usa team is is not your loyalty should be to you know the organization that you're supposed to be that franchise player so um i mean if i was the bulls honestly i would have told him like yeah you can't play sorry but this is for his country he is serving and protecting and his, his country. country does not pay his bills can they so, do that i don't yeah. know can oh. you? yeah they did that with uh tony parker okay or somebody on the spurs did that I don't remember if it was Parker or Ginobili, but they can. Oh yeah, they they own you. <laughs> Which is <laughs> why I'm surprised you. that they, like, okay, the first no, like last year's a great example. If you look at him, you know, everybody was like, oh, he had a stellar preseason, and then we didn't see him no more after that. You know, what I mean, he had a great preseason. Oh, I feel like I'm 100. percent You know, my bounce is out of the roof, and then now here you are, like you playing over the summer. It's like you playing summer league. You going you can't play in the regular season. That doesn't make any sense to me. Love me some D Rose, but I just I don't get it. Hmm. Yeah, I think he could have. I think he could have used the preseason to um, to kind of get back into the swing of things. I think that that. I mean, the preseason, but the preseason and and the USA team are basically both exhibition, right. <laughs> so to speak. So right. I mean, I guess I guess I can see both sides of it. Either either one, or and you know, if he doesn't get hurt. Then more, it'll look like a great move. Then if he does get hurt, then it's just like, oh, see, told you. But you it's know? not even an Olympic year. Like I can see if it was. It's not. Like the, at least that. At least you could kind of be like, okay, well, you know, who knows? Maybe this will be the last opportunity he has to win a medal. At least that I think can can kind of be. Oh, okay, I can see that. But for you, just you out there, just you look, you playing in a in an international pickup game with your friends. And I've seen some of these games. It's not like they're playing against, you know, stellar competition. Now, mind you, they're not like the dream team. They're not blowing teams out by 50, 60, 70 points every night. Well, they did the other night. They won by like 40. Well, I'm saying like, you know, the dream, remember the dream team, they were just, 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 it was just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, well that was, there was two reasons for that though. I mean, not only was the USA, you know, not only was the, the dream team, the dream team, but international basketball has come a long way since then. That's true. So. It has a long way. It, it came a long way, real fast. True, but they're they're still not ready. Well, I would say they're still not ready for to compete with U.S. But before they, these teams, the current versions of the Dream Teams got together, they were actually beating us. Right. Well, that's because the people on the team were like, "Who?" Yeah, but that, before it was college. Well, yeah, but if you keep if if everybody keeps dropping out, you know, kind of, so kind of thank God that for as far as uh, Team USA goes, uh, that D Rose is playing because you know there's no LeBron. There's no KD. There's no Howard. There's, I mean, you know. So, uh. and are we really, are we really watching these games though? Like, are we really paying attention? To I'm what's, not. To what's going on? I watch I mean, it for highlights. I, yeah, I, 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 you know, I read the, you know, I, I'm following it, but I'm not watching them. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Like, I don't make it a kind. Like, if I miss the game, then it's fine. Like, I, you know. Be like, oh, I forgot to set the DVR. Oh, I didn't catch the USA game. And where are they even? Are they playing in the United States? They had, I know they're last was it last week they were playing in Chicago. I think they had two games in Chicago. Okay, so these games are on at regular times. Yeah. This is not like you know with the Olympics when the games come on at three in the morning because yeah. of the time difference. I think one of them was on it at the other evening. The one I watched, they played. Uh, I think it was Brazil. And we're still not watching. Well, games. I have a question that's tangentially related. Um, I think it was you, Spirit, that mentioned that uh, that some people feel like they're they're um, 
loyalty should lie with their team. There's been talk around in the in the sports world and in the, in the media people saying that a lot of these players, the, the top players, the, the Kevin Durant's and whatnot, that they're more loyal to actually their shoe companies than the, than even their team. And because uh, not only not only are they are they paying them better, which you know a lot of people think that's a travesty that they're uh, making more from their shoe deals than they are from the NBA because of this this um this fake salary cap well basically a greedy salary cap <laughs> <clears throat> and then um also that um that um another reason is because basically the shoe companies a lot of times they discover these guys when they're still youngsters you know they're still in high school before the uh, the mcdonald's all-american and stuff like that they, they pop up on their radar and you know they kind of uh are there for the players throughout their whole career whether they they change teams or not that mm-hmm. that shoe company is there with them and paying them better. So a lot of times they you know, and in the summers, their off season um, is basically um, scheduled around all the things that they have them doing camps and appearances and all, all that type of thing. So what do you guys, what do you guys think about that? Do you agree with it and you think it's wrong or whatever? I mean, if you look at the current situation, honestly, that would even really, Going along with what you said, that would make perfect sense to me why, like, KD's a great example. Under Armour just gave him a 10-year 200, was it 275 to 285 or something like that? Million-dollar contract for 10 years, Under Armour. And you're like, that's a baseball contract. Nobody in the NBA is matching that. LeBron only got, what, 90 from Nike. Now, mind you, you know, Jay-Z and Rock Nation did give Nike 90, uh, what is it? They gave him, was it 10 days to uh, to uh, to match it? Match. Yeah. But... If I'm I'm thinking about KD, like, hmm, $285 million on the line, I'm sitting my behind at home, too. No problem, USA. Y'all can have it. It's not a metal year. I'll see y'all in two years. Thanks for playing. But what do you think about it from the perspective of him being more loyal to them than he is to his own team? I, I think I, I don't mind it at all. I think he's going to have that contract longer than he's going to be with the Thunder, potentially. Right. So, I mean, to me, like you said, you know, even if, like LeBron, for example, you know, he, he still has a contract with Nike, whether he's playing in Miami or Cleveland, right? Right. right. So now Miami's not paying him anymore. Cleveland is. And, and they said that he, and I don't know if this has changed, but they said that he's never been the highest paid player on his team, which I find astonishing. That I, I find that to be ridiculous, yeah. that the best player in the game is not the highest player paid on his team. In which case, a, a lot of it could also be that, the reasons why they're able to do that may be because of the endorsements. Like, if he didn't have this other money being supplemented from endorsements, he True. might say, no, no, right. I'm not True. taking that contract. True. So this could potentially allow him to play for Miami and then, you know, back in Cleveland again. True. So it could kind of work hand in hand. I don't think it should be, honestly, whatever the endorsement company, whoever is endorsing these players, whatever they're paying them has absolutely nothing to do with the NBA. That's that's this company's business. That's between them and them. The, the only thing that the NBA is doing is providing an outlet for these players to play so that they can earn these contracts because there is so much money involved in this league that it is ridiculous. Right. Unbelievable. But I, well, I mean from the <clears throat> from the perspective of okay, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with uh Under Armour or Nike or whoever giving, you know, giving them the salaries that they do. But from the flip side of it, yeah, it just seems kind of weird. It doesn't seem doesn't seem right to me that 
they would be getting more money from endorsements than from their main job. But which if is you, playing. But that's if, why. So it seems like to me the the NBA, you know, because this the salary cap is just. It's just the owners being greedy. It's like the only reason for it is because it, you know to cap out to tap out um, to cap it so that they they're getting like fifty percent, you know, of the revenues. They're just being greedy when like labor is the one doing all the work. I think if you look at it, to me, I I think if you look at it from like a a business side, like okay, if you're a company, let's say you're Under Armour, right? Even Nike, for example, how many people are Nike? How many people are they paying? Like, how many people are they giving? You know what I'm saying? Even, right. Even, you know what I mean? So yeah, not from, that many. From the NBA, from their standpoint, Nike's like, okay, I'll give LeBron $90 million. I'll give, you know, if we only have to pay, how many How many uh, athletes have Nike contracts? We might have, what, maybe two per sport, if that. And that's not counting, you know, the Jordan line and Team Jordan or whatever. That, which, do they even still have that? But as Yeah, they the, do. Carmelo gets paid off of that. I don't know why. That's another story. But from... If I'm at, you know, the NBA, if you're thinking about how many players are they giving out, you know, giving these contracts to, yeah, a part of it is, you know, is greed because, you know, at the end of the day, it's still a business and, you know, they, they want to make money. They don't want to end up like, like Major League Baseball. I mean, look at some of the, look at how those contracts have grown in the last, what, say 10 years. Those guys are making ridiculous amounts of money. Right. And at the same time, let's, let's take away the salary cap. Before the salary cap, from my recollection, just from what I was just thinking about right now, the highest paid person was Michael Jordan. And he was only getting, and I say only, but he was only getting $30 million a year at the height of his contract, which, which was his last uh, contract that he had in Chicago. And I don't remember anyone getting paid more than that per year. Now, you look at, at the fact that, you know, these, these, play, these companies can pay you anything. I mean, even before the salary cap, he was still quote-unquote, only making $30 million a year. And that was the highest one. Now, with KD's deal, he's getting, what, $27, $28 million a year mm-hmm. off of, his, off of his, um, his, um, his endorsements. And I know that all these, all these teams aren't all profitable. So, I mean, it, it all kind of depends on the market and where you're playing and, you know, who you're playing for and whatnot. It's just, it's just, a, lot of, it's just a lot of different variables on it that, you know, I don't like the salary cap either. I don't like the new rules following the 2012 lockout. Um, but, you know, like, like I do agree with Storm, it is a business. So, I mean, I kind of see both sides of it. But I think that's why it's a good thing that they have these opportunities to have these, um, these other contracts available to them in order to basically supplement their income. Yeah, I mean, but you're only supplementing, like Storm said, you know, one or two players in the whole league for the most, you know. Well, each they- company. But see, if, there's multiple companies that right. have. I mean, I've, pretty much all the stars have some type of endorsement. Right. Yeah, and that's true. More, more than one. Like LeBron's a good example. He got Nike, right. Samsung. Yeah, he got paid some off the Beats Beats headphones. Right. Deal. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's he's getting them, and you know what? Rightfully so. He's the he's the he's the number one player in the league. Right. You know, he's he's the 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 face of the NBA right now. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't think any of us are disagreeing to that. Yeah. So I mean, you know, well, my thing is though, I think the 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 fake salary cap or the greedy salary cap. I mean, it's 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 hurting the teams and the league. You got you know you got this cap that's too low that's artificially imposed just because the owners want to make more money. They want a big a, a bigger piece of the pie, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got this this minimum, and they got they have to fall within like. 
it was like 90% or whatever. It's just crazy. And yeah. so the, the teams have to spend at least this amount of money, much, but can't spend over that much. And then you got teams got to break, you know, like, like, like your team, the Thunder. James Harden would still be on the Thunder if it wasn't for the the salary cap. Mm-hmm. So they was forced to 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 get rid of him, you know. Um, and the big three in Miami had to take a pay cut, right, because of the salary cap, right. And then because of the minimum, that's how they wound up giving giving Chris Bosh. Uh, I love me some Chris Bosh, but that that was completely undeserved, right. So b- because, like you said, they had to they had this minimum they had that they had to meet, and they right. weren't going to meet it. Yeah, I don't think any of us disagree that this is a horrible, a horrible. The, the salary cap for the last couple of years has been horrible. Yeah, and you know they say that uh, that uh, Kevin Love next year can sign a five-year, hundred and twenty million dollar deal, which kind of brings me to the next thing that we had to talk about today. It was the twenty-third of August, so today the deal actually went through for Kevin Love to go to Cleveland. However. Uh, there were some changes made from the uh, last report that we received, and I'm, let me okay. pull this up so I can get the details straight. Um, oh, not, Isn't it not about not. something about that Thaddeus, where Thaddeus Young was going? Yeah, well, Thaddeus Young and Anthony Bennett, because originally in the last report that I gave on the show, Anthony Bennett was going to the 76ers. But now... Uh, Thaddeus Long and Thaddeus Young, <laughs> Thaddeus Long, Anthony Bennett, and um, Thaddeus Young, and Andrew Wiggins, yeah, and Thaddeus Young are all going to Minnesota now. Wow! All, all three of them get All three of them go to Minnesota. The Cleveland Cleveland gets Kevin Love, and then the 76ers. Yeah, what do they get? That was stupid. The 76ers get Alexi Shved, who and and he was the backup point guard yeah. to um, um, Rubio. Okay, mm-hmm. one more and, time. Who? Alexi <laughs> Chavez. <laughs> See, if you're playing fantasy basketball, you know that. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and Luke Richard Mbamute goes to. Oh, um, I thought he was. I, I thought like he was him. playing in um, Milwaukee. In the Italian league. <laughs> uh, I thought he was in Milwaukee. No, he, he like was there um, for a year or something. He got the boot because he. Yeah, was, he's bounced around a lot. Yeah, but now he's in next year. He's going to be playing for Minnesota. I'm sorry for Philadelphia, and um, so. Cleveland get Miami's first round uh, pick in the uh, in the deal. Miami, well. mm-hmm. huh? I don't, Wait, I don't know. I, don't, I, I didn't know that. I didn't understand that either. Where Miami, Miami came from, came into into play. Was that um, for? No, that could no, have been. LeBron yeah. wasn't in the trade. No, he wasn't. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. And, you know, a lot I'm, of times they'll do stuff like that. Like, I don't know what the 76ers have to do with this deal. Right. So, you know, it's just sometimes you'll see, like, these three trades. And, and a lot of that is, you know, kind of beyond my understanding as far as the salary cap things. And, well, you I was going to say, yeah, the, the Sixers, well, they, they, wanted to move, they wanted to move Thaddeus. Yeah. They did. Because he didn't fit in with their, with their plans. Their rebuilding scheme. But, right. you know, look at what they got. Though in, I know. in exchange for him, it's just like, you know, you they, almost, but sometimes maybe but, it's just about unloading that money off of your books and not and not you know just being like you know what we'll get rid of this money that'll free up money next year for us to do well, something else. I don't think he was it. that paid paid plus, that high. Plus, I think they're still trying to to tank too. So they, I think they're still trying to get more. <laughs> Nobody, in the draft. I don't know why, because Cleveland's gonna get the number one draft next year too. So. <laughs> yeah, right. So they got now, LeBron back already. If so Cleveland get the number one draft, then I will join your conspiracy. <laughs> team. Oh, right, because because you don't. Think Think now that the uh, the draft is fixed, but next year you would definitely believe it if they got the. Well, now they got LeBron yeah. back already. So yes, I would. They, yes, they I would. Their... I would definitely. So that's believe what that it would was... take for you to believe that the draft is fixed for them for Cleveland to get the number one draft pick next. That's, that's what it would take. No, that's not the only thing, but that would do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If LeBron James team gets the yes, that would do it. Yes, well, especially since next year they'll be good. This year they'll be good. 
So that'll be it. It this year it'll what be I a bigger deal. What I find funny is she thinks that she finds my my qualifications for believing in her conspiracy ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think that it's about you that it's ridiculous, but because I mean I don't expect every I don't expect you guys to some of my conspiracy theories I don't expect you to agree with. But I was just saying as far as. As what it would take for you to, if you don't currently, based on the things that you've seen now, if you don't currently think that it's 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 fixed, then what would it take to change your mind? That's all I was saying. That would that was it's not a competition or anything. No worry, no worry. That's, that's a big. That's a different thing, though. I mean, it was. I mean, I I already feel like. Well, I don't know if I, I don't, I hesitate to say I agree with any of your conspiracy theories. You don't have to agree with me. <laughs> but I did, we did have that conversation a few episodes ago about, you know, Cleveland getting the number one pick was a little yep. suspicious to me. Now, at least with those years, we can say they weren't good. This year, they could right. potentially make the finals. Yeah, right. I was kidding. Now, I don't you, think there's a, a snowball chance in the oven of Cleveland getting the number one. Draft. But did you think they would the last three years or last two, three of the last well, four years? Well, honestly, after the first time, I was like, eh. Okay, but then the second time, like I told you, I thought it was part of a, a bigger plan to okay, get LeBron so, to come back. So you so. see how that is? The second time, you thought it was a conspiracy. <laughs> the third time, by the third one, I thought it was a conspiracy. And Dino's saying on the fourth time, <laughs> I think it's a conspiracy. There Everybody has a different number. That, different that, they're like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little weird. Yep. Um, five teams, according to the Bleacher Report, that are under the most pressure to win a championship in 2015. San Antonio Spurs, Cleveland Cavs, LA Clippers, Chicago Bulls, Oklahoma City Thunder. In U 2s opinion, which team is the most has the most pressure to win a championship next year? Cleveland. The Clippers. <laughs> That's exactly why I wanted to bring this up because everybody has a different opinion. The Clippers, I just I just I know we talked about this last week. I'm I'm not sold on the Clippers being being championship contenders i'm just i'm i'm not just the for some reason i think the clippers is kind of like like that that just conglomerate of we already know how i feel about them and their nba their selection of nba uh contracts but i think it's like on one hand i get how people feel like how can they not win one like with all the talent on this team you want to talk about role players the clippers are a team full of role players and you know arguably without a superstar a team full of solid legitimate you know, veteran role players. So there's no reason for them not to win a championship. Like I get that argument, but at the same time, there's nothing about the Clippers that makes me think. Okay. Championship. Let's talk about who who shouldn't be on that list. San Antonio Spurs. Why are they on that list? To repeat, yeah. I don't think they feel any pressure at all, I don't think so. none Probably whatsoever. <laughs> but why do you think? Why do you think Cleveland? Why do you? Why do you? I mean, he'll he'll make his points for why he thinks the Clippers. But she already made them for me. Why? <laughs> Well, then why does she think Cleveland? You know? I, I think it's, it's, it's kind of just like the same thing with Miami when they made that, you know, after their first year where there was so much pressure, like, oh, well, you know, they made these big moves and they basically, you know, rearranged, you know, not rearranged the Eastern Conference, but kind of changed, you know, the Eastern Conference. And now people are scrambling to, you know, do certain things. And I feel like, one, I feel like, as we know, anywhere LeBron goes, that people feel like is automatically going to be a contender. So that's first. Do you think that was the case when LeBron was in Cleveland the first time? I don't. No, I think now, I think 
now because we're talking about not even just the hype about okay let's let's before you even get into the the hype of their return to cleveland let's just talk about how lebron has developed as a player i think we can all agree that lebron's not the same player now this time in cleveland as he was the first time he's got two championships under his belt he's a little bit more experienced and he's definitely a better he's come a long way in terms of floor leadership in terms of just overall team leadership so i think when you look at the player lebron is now there is the expectation of whatever teams he's on is you know they're, they're going to be there whether or not they win one, they're going to be well, I positioned that, properly to make a run at a championship. I think he's obviously more experienced, but LeBron was never the problem the first time they were in Cleveland. I think we're looking at teams. I think he didn't have a team surrounding him, so he wasn't favorited to be the winner. I mean, I th- you, you, can't, you can't say that LeBron is always going to be favorited because it depends on who's with him. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if you – if you take the LeBron that LeBron now with the team that he now has, that all these moves that they've made, I'm saying a combination of that is what makes them feel like, okay, yeah, now he's a contender. You have Kyrie Irving. They made all these moves. Arguably, we already talked about the Kevin Love for Andrew uh, uh, Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins. I was going to say Andrew Bennett. Like, no, not him. Um, you know, I've almost done that a couple of times myself. I don't know why. Maybe it's just, just the Andrew same Bennett. Yeah. Thing, right? I don't, yeah. I don't know. But I think that's that's what if you put all those things together, that combination is going to be people's argument for it. Yeah, there's really no reason, you know, for them not not to be there now. Whether or not they're, you know, like I said, they're not. It's I don't feel like it's how Miami, where there's, you know, arguably it's it's a guaranteed walk to the championship or at least to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I think that there's no reason for them not to be there. You know what? I think it is now. And and you know, we were having this conversation with the brothers when they were here last week. Um, Honestly, it's going to come down to Cleveland and Chicago in the in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. I would have said that that um, um, Indiana could have been in that conversation, but that's been changed right. dramatically yeah. with the yeah. PG injury. So now, I mean, think about it. Who else in the East will even will even contend with these guys? So Miami. It, uh, wow. I feel like wow. you sleep really sleeping the, on my squad. Where's the cricket um, sound <laughs> effect that you <laughs> that you use? We can have a good enough chance to be there as the Clippers yeah, there do. It is. There it is. <laughs> because, you know, something, it, you know, it comes down to, to people being fans of a team, too. You can't that's tell them anything. True. That's not true. It, that's come not on. True you can't all. look at that team just, and say that, that they can why, even. Like, in the, in the okay, go back compete, in the Eastern Conference. But with Cleveland and with Chicago. Ooh. That's, okay. okay. How many teams? I, how many teams make the? How many teams listen, make the playoffs? I, I applaud your loyalty. Oh no, I'm not saying they won't make the playoffs. Okay, so the top eight obviously make the playoffs. So it, it's all about matchups. I do, I'm not saying that we're gonna. Be, oh, we're Who, gonna go to Eastern gonna match Conference up Finals. To them? Which team? Which one of those two teams can they match up with that they can that they can actually potentially beat? We could ease, We could be there's We could be conceivably we could be a number three seed coming out of the East. Okay, so, so then number three seed least, means they would have to play the number two. No. Because one, one plays four eight. in the second no, round. No, okay, I'm sorry. I'm working backwards to fresh. I'm a little slow. I'm, I'm not good at math. Okay, but either way, there's only going to be two teams that's going to be in the question. That's true. In the question. That's true. So you think you can beat either of those teams? Honestly, I think it depends on when we play them. You know what? You're we just wouldn't have fan. to play them too. <laughs> you're just a big time fan. Now, my team on the list, of course, that I think has the most pressure is Oklahoma City. You know, because I could be a little biased. You are. I could be a little, um, but I'm biased on the on the on the flip side of the script because, as I mentioned last week, we haven't made any changes. We haven't. We, everyone's been making you know big time adjustments throughout the course of the um, the season or the off season, and we haven't really made any moves. 
whatsoever. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. But at the same time, I think that's why there should be some pressure put on us to actually make some moves because obviously what we've been coming to the to the to the table with hasn't been working because we've made one trip to the finals and we have yet to win. I think so, you guys are more under pressure not even just to win a championship but to keep KD and and Westbrook. You know well, I mean? while we I have them now, more... I think I think we should keep the we should put some guys around them who can win. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen when when these guys are out of contract. Right. So, you know, we have them now, though. So instead of, you know, saying, you know, look to two years from and that might be part of their problem. They might be looking too far to the future. Right now, you need to say, okay, we have them in this position. We need to do something with them. KD is coming off of an MVP year, his first MVP. He backed out of the USA team so that he could get rest and, you know, come back focused. But you cannot put everything on, on him or on Russell Westbrook. They were like the Shaq and Kobe, you know, back in the day. They need assistance. They need some players. And the most superfluous player in the NBA, <laughs> starter in the NBA, is not going to be the one that's going to cut it. Is he still on the team? Oh, yeah, because y'all didn't give it to nobody. Well, I think they were. he was in trade talks, but I haven't heard if he's actually been traded or waived or whatever. So as far as, I'm, as, far as I know, he's still on the team and everybody is still involved. And replace him with who? Come on. All these other teams that are making these moves – there, there's, I mean, they could have, hell, they could have went for Thaddeus Young. You know, I mean, and they have enough players on the on Oklahoma City that are expendable. You know, especially since Philly was so desperate to get rid of Thaddeus Young. You know, give him a, give him the beat need, for Thaddeus he's Young. He's a backup center. He's a shot blocker. And maybe on another team, he would be a starter. You know, so I mean, I'm, just, I'm just saying. To me, I think they have a, I think there should be, or there should be more pressure on Oklahoma City to be to win the championship this year but nobody's putting any pressure on them because you know nobody and and they're in the tougher western conference um but you know you know san antonio's going to be there san antonio's going to be up there at the top regardless who was the other one it was san antonio cleveland the clippers oklahoma okay see who's who's the fifth one Uh, i think chicago you think there's pressure on chicago to win a championship I think what? You think there's pressure on Chicago to win the championship? I don't. Yeah, I, don't I don't think either. so. I think Jonathan thinks there is. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan's he, he the one putting the pressure. all the pressure yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, the fifth one was Chicago. Yeah, he's probably he's probably uh, uh, hitting D Rose on Twitter with death threats right now. <laughs> and he's was, probably the one who said he should be focused. No, no, because he did say he liked that he was playing on the USA team to for the same reasons that Dino was talking about for him to get you know ready for the season. So, actually, believe it or not, that was all I had. And I had to dig to find those. <laughs> so, I have um, another game. Actually, it's a, it's a different variation of a game that we've already played in the past. What I decided to do we, in the past, we've already done a game of quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I decided to look up some more quotes to see, you know, what I could find. And I found this website that had a whole list of them, right? So I printed it out and didn't realize until I started printing it that it was 29 pages. Of <laughs> oh. Hope you really printed out at the CIA so you don't have to use your own paper. Really? That's 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 your suggestion that I printed it out <laughs> at work? Use their paper to print out my NBA stuff? Yeah. Okay, she doesn't know the CIA very well. Does she? <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing is frowned upon in the, in, in oh. the CIA oh, okay. because that's personal stuff. Oh, well, I work for the FBI and people do it all the time. <laughs> see, 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 see. Whether it's that's that's what's wrong with the government now. Exactly. With these exactly. government agencies. 
So me being the uh, the studious person that I am, I actually read the quotes on the 29 pages. I went through them. And you know what I discovered? I discovered that I put them kind of in my own groups of three and discovered that depending on the personalities, the people who had the like personalities or played in the same era were having the same type of quotes. So I kind of adjusted this game and I'm calling it the three wise men. Okay. Okay. I I put them in groups of three, and, and today we're only going to deal with one group of three. Okay. Um, but I was I was looking at it and like, okay, you have Kareem, Wilt, and Oscar Robinson, who all played back in the day. Okay. So all their quotes were more like, you know, let me tell these little young whippersnappers something. You know, they were kind of like real educational and you know real motivational. The ones with like Jordan and Magic and Dr. J were very much like competitive. Like, it was all kind of based on their personalities, and, and I put them in those groups. So for this particular instance, for Volume 1, we're going to focus on the three guys who I feel are the uh, most uh, interesting personalities in NBA history. Shaq, Charles, and Rodman. <laughs> now, the way this works is that all of these quotes that I'm going to read are from one of those three. Okay. The two of you... Pick who you think it is. Okay. Okay. Now, the only other rule is that I won't reveal the person who it is until both of you have answered. So it's not a race. Okay. This is just, you know, you both, both, both giving me an answer of who you think it is. Okay. okay. Got it. All right. Don't worry, Dino. It's not a competition, so you should be safe on this one. A player <laughs> dreams of being a superstar, but he doesn't want people flocking all over him asking for an autograph. Charles. I'm sorry, who are the three again? Charles and who are the other two? Shaq and Rodman. Ah, okay. Shaq. And the answer is Dennis Rodman. Oh. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, and, you know, when you have 29 pages of uh, stuff here, everybody has something. Uh, as long as I play ball, I can get any woman I want. Charles. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> Charles. <laughs> and the answer, Dennis Rodman. What? Oh, what? Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. That's what that's what I'm saying. See, you can for a lot of these quotes, you could pick they could be any of the three. Yeah. You know, Correct. that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. It was and you know, this is from me reading twenty nine pages, so my, my view is a little different. But there's a lot of things that I was like, I would have thought so and so would have said yeah. that. <laughs> uh black culture is something I don't relate to much at all. Rodman. <laughs> you are both correct on that one. <laughs> um, David Stern should get with the mothers of the NBA and let the moms decide what what the dress code should be. Um, I do stuff that my parents allow me to do. Shut. Um, I think so too, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, Barkley. So it follows your first mind. It was Shaq. Yeah. Death has always had a prominent place in my mind. There are times when I think somebody might kill me. Rodman. Barkley. Rodman. I just he's just always kind of cuckoo for cuckoo press for me. Yeah. Everybody's talking trash these days, so why not keep quiet? Barkley. I'm agree with that. Actually, so did I when I read it, but it was Rodman. Oh. 
The one who never kept quiet. Right. <laughs> but but that's none what, of that's them what did. Right. Right. That, that yeah. was his point. It was just like, I'm going to do what everybody else says. I'm going to do the opposite of what everybody else does, which that's also Barkley's personality. 50% of life in the NBA is sex. The other 50% is money. <laughs> Shaq. <laughs> Barkley. Rodman. Dang it. You know what? I'm just going to pick Rodman. For uh, you know, you might as well right. because they're all Rodman. Right. So, statistically. Right. <laughs> for five years, I felt the best prostitute in high school. I, I felt like the best prostitute in a, high, in a high-class whorehouse. Let me start that over. For five years, I felt like the best prostitute in a high-class whorehouse. But all the other girls got paid more than I do. Rodman. Rodman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my um, answer for everything now. I can score 20 points if I want to, but that's not my desire. Rodman. Rodman. I can't begin to describe the amount of crap I've taken from being a lousy free throw shooter. Shaq. Shaq. Rodman. Rodman. <laughs> wow. I couldn't care less if the guy I'm guarding has HIV. I'm going to slam him anyway. Rodman. I agree with that. Rodman. I don't believe that I personally have been changed by the money. The bad thing is people assume you've changed because now you have money. Barkley. Rodman. Rodman. Uh, Shaq. Oh. Um, I don't care what people think. People are stupid. Barkley. Rodman. Barkley. I don't get nervous in any situation. There's no such thing as nerves when you're playing games. Shaq. Shaq. Right. Um, I don't trust what this life has given me. Rodman. Rodman. Right. What a weirdo. <laughs> but it makes for great quotes though I go out there and get my eyes gouged My nose busted and my body slammed I love the pain of the game Rodman Yeah Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess people think the taller you are The more dominant you have to be Shaq Rodman Shaq I had an awful first quarter but I picked it up To all you single guys out there It's not how you start the date It's how you finish it sir a lot, a lot of people can, you know, start the date with flowers and candy, but it doesn't. But if you don't finish the date, you know what I mean? Rodman. Rodman. Shaq. Wow. Uh, I have never been a shooter. Rodman. Rodman. Shaq. Oh. I know I'm never as good or bad as one single performance. I've never believed in my critics or my worshipers, and I've always been able to leave the game at the arena. Barkley. Shaq. Barkley. I like to describe my life as a black hole with a little light out there. Rodman. Barkley. Rodman. Just sounds like something way out in left field, he would say. I lost $35,000 in less than a week at the Mirage in Las Vegas. Barkley. Barkley. <laughs> Same thing I said, too, but no, it was no? actually Rodman. Oh. Because we all know about, about Barkley's gambling right. issues, but I didn't know that Rodman was, too. I love New York City. I've got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Rodman. Um, I'm gonna say Barkley. Barkley. I love the Miami atmosphere. Shaq. 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 Uh, I play against the front and the back every night. Ming does not have to do that. Duncan does not have to do that. Garnett doesn't do that. I am the only one that has to do that. Shaq. Shaq. Yeah, that one was kind of easy. Who's a gimme? Uh, I spent money. I slept with women around the league, but I always kept my mind on the game. Rodman. Barkley. Rodman. 
I spent my whole childhood looking for an escape. Rodman. <laughs> I started out as a football player. I like to inflict pain. In basketball, it was the same thing. Rodman. Check. Check. I would have thought Rodman, too, on that one. I think marriage and athletes is a bad combination. <laughs> Rodman. All of them. <laughs> Technically, Dino is correct. But, <laughs> but that one was Rodman. Because he's the only one who's not married, unless you count himself. Well, Barkley's not married. He was married. When? Well, yeah, Barkley's ever been married. I, he's I'm pretty sure a, he's been married to a, to a white girl. To other, yeah. White, yeah. To other. <laughs> to other. <laughs> really, that's what you call Well, him. I didn't know. I, I didn't want to know what if I was supposed to be PC on the podcast or not. He was, uh, other? Wow. He doesn't, he doesn't uh, partake in the African-American uh, female persuasion. That's what he said. Is that better? <laughs> I think that the team that wins game five will win the series, unless we lose game five. Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that does sound like Shaq. Actually, it was Barkley. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pathetic. The league just decided that Grant Hill would go right to the top. Barkley. Rodman. Rodman. I understand what rappers are talking about. I think rap is less about educating people about the black community and more about making money. Shaq. Rodman. Rodman. I want to do for rebounds what Michael Jordan did for dunks. Rodman. Right. I thought you guys might be stumped by that one with the uh, round mound of rebound in the mix still. Um, I was confused as a kid. I was confused about my sexual identity. Rodman. Rodman. I think he's still confused about his (laughs) sexual identity. (laughs) If I weren't earning $3 million a year to dunk a basketball, most people on the street would run in the other direction if they saw me coming. Rodman. Barkley. Uh-uh. You know Shaq's never made $3 million. Oh, yeah. Um, if you got the game, you got the game. That's why Tiger Woods is out there playing golf with Greg Norman. Barkley. Rodman. Shaq. Uh, if you're going to have sex, use a condom. Rodman. Shaq. Rodman. I'll be the judge of my own manliness. Barkley. Rodman. Rodman. I'm fighting against becoming soft. That's the worst thing you can say to a basketball player. Barkley. Barkley. (laughs) Rodman. This guy. I'm going to come out and tell it like it is. Shaq. No, Barkley. I'm going to say Barkley. Rodman. Rodman. This guy has a lot of quotes. I'm not one of those leeching SOBs. I want to earn everything I get. Barkley. Rodman. Rodman. I'm nothing more than a sports slave. Rodman. 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 I'm the basketball version of a grave digger. Rodman. 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 (laughs) I'm tired of hearing about money, 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 money. I just want to play the game, drink Pepsi, wear Reebok. Shaq. Shaq. Yeah. Shameless plug. <laughs> I'm trying to find new ways to make this game more attractive. Shaq. Barkley. Rodman. <laughs> In jail, I was just like everybody else. I was sitting there praying, feeling caged. Rodman. 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 
You guys didn't think it might have been Barkley for putting somebody through a window. But he didn't go to jail for that, did he? He nope. didn't. No, he think he had to he take uh, anger man. Yeah, he had to take anger anger. He had to pay him, and he had to take anger management classes. Well, how does that happen without? Oh, so he got he got sued, and that was the outcome. Mm. When you take anger management classes, isn't that usually court mandated? Yeah, but it could be part of a settlement also. Hmm. Or if he was he if he was in the NBA, the NBA might have sent him. True. That's true. True. Especially under um, David Stern. Yeah. Uh, it's all about what they can get out of me. Rodman. Barkley. Rodman. I've been homeless. I've worked at 7-Eleven. <laughs> Rodman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got to give Larry Bird his due. He was a great player. He knew the game and he was smart. Barkley. Check. Rodman. What? That's the same dude that said that Larry, if Larry Bird was black, he'd be just another player? No, that was Isaiah that said that. No, that was Rodman that said well, that. Well, it was Rodman who said it, but it was Isaiah who got famous for it because he repeated He said that he repeated it from, from Rodman. But Rod, but Isaiah is the one who got slammed for it. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll look it up and send it to you. Uh, I, just re- I remember, I actually have a memory of Rodman saying that like one of the few things in basketball, mm-hmm. I actually like have a mem- memory of it. It was actually on the uh, Bad Boys documentary uh-huh. on the Bad Boys one too. But you're right. I mean, you're right. Dennis Rodman actually said it. Uh-huh. But it was, um, and maybe that was why he made that comment because he was kind of retracting, you mm-hmm. know. And, and I don't know how much later this was after that because that was when he was still in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this could have been, you know, the Chicago or the, I mean, the uh, or the San Antonio version of Rodman because right. it doesn't tell me when it was. But um, but yeah, you're right. Technically, um, he's the one who said it, yeah. which is why um, it was so odd that Isaiah Thomas called all that grief about it. Yeah. Huh. Malone's too high class for a bum like me. Uh, Rodman. A bum, Barkley. That's who I would have thought too, but it was Rodman. Mm. Are Andy's quotes not Rodman? I know. It's a lot of them are his, but not all of them. So, you know, it's, it's not safe to always pick him. It's like picking C on a multiple choice test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, thanks for the answer, Storm. <laughs> Somebody about to take their SATs are just like, hmm. Right. You get 600 points for spelling your name right, so don't worry about it. Maybe my life isn't great. We don't have all the answers. Look at it from my side. Rodman. Yeah, Rodman. Rodman. I didn't even know what he was talking about, so I was like, eh, yeah. see. <laughs> when in doubt, always right. pick. Me shooting 40% at the foul line is just God's way to say nobody's perfect. Shaq. Rodman. Shaq. Mm. 40%? How much money are you making to shoot 40% from the free throw line? That is ridiculous. Well, Rodman was horrible, too. That's why it was it was a great, yeah. great quote, because it could be either one. True. And he's not, they're not the only ones who have shot that low over the course of their NBA career. My family got all over me because they said Bush is only for the rich people. Then I reminded them, hey, I'm rich. Rodman. Oh, yeah, uh, Rodman. <laughs> <laughs> Barkley. He's a Republican? I think so. Uh, my feet are like gnarled old tree branches. Shaq? 
Rodman. Rodman. No, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. My rookie year, I was very immature. C. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to say Shaq. Rodman. <laughs> C. Told, told you. C. One lucky shot deserves another. Shaq. Yeah. He said that with the Fisher shot. After Duncan hit a bank shot from the top of the key with his eyes closed. Our offense is like the Pythagorean theorem. There is no answer. Shaq. Yeah. I guess he said Shaq. that about the triangle. Shaq. People are threatened by me. What, uh, rich white, rich blacks, it doesn't matter. Rodman. Barkley. Rodman. And we're going to wrap it up right now. I still have a few more, but um, we're out of time. And um, we can do this one on a volume two or something a little bit later. So, uh, hey, I made it through without cussing, guys. Yay. Uh, See, Mom, he can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for joining us. This has been another episode of Hoopla. Oh, listen, I've been um, screwing some things up. Um, when it came to us coming back and uh, doing our Twitter, um, our Twitter, giving the Twitter name, it's not at Hoopla Show. It's at the Hoopla Show that I've been doing. So I've been messing it up uh, lately. So we can be found at Hoopla on Facebook, at the Hoopla Show on Twitter, or Hoopla Show at gmail.com. Um, and uh, we will be in touch with you guys later. Thank you for joining us. See you next week. Radio and the Shiznit. <laughs>